Hey, Data Fam. Welcome to Data Plus Love. This is a solo episode, also known as the episode you can skip. So if uh, you're hearing this now and you're skipping, go ahead. But you're going to miss all the awesome stuff that comes up next, and that's on you, not on me. So it's the summer, and if you're like me, you probably have a lot going on. In fact, somehow more than the regular year. In fact, I just spent the entire weekend driving all over the state of Tennessee. If you're unfamiliar with Tennessee, it may seem like one of those middle states that's probably not consequential. However, if you think about the tip-to-tip difference across the state of Tennessee, you're looking at about eight hours to nine hours of driving at a solid 80 miles an hour. So it's a large state, and I live at the southernmost tip in Memphis, Tennessee, on the Mississippi River. Now, my oldest daughter just turned 11 on Friday, and uh, she is going away to sleepaway camp for a month, which is something that she has wanted to do for a very long time, mostly as a result of the Disney Channel show Bunked. So again, back to the driving. Um, Her camp is in Winchester, Tennessee, which is four and a half hours from my house. So she has a, you know, like 1.30 in the afternoon drop off. So as a result, we're leaving the house at like eight to get there. And then at that point, you don't really feel like hauling all the way back across the state. So my wife and I made a little weekend out of it. So why am I going on about summer? Well, it's because it is Tableau Ambassador nomination time, which was announced today. You're listening to it tomorrow or maybe after that, June 28th. So the Tableau Ambassador program is one of the biggest honors sort of within the Tableau community. You may or may not be super familiar with it, depending on how long you've been along if you're actually a Tableau user or if you're my mom listening to this right now. But um, it's a program where the community nominates people and Tableau as a company chooses those people who they would like to sort of represent them on various platforms, whether it be Tableau Public, uh, the forums, uh, CRM. I do feel like they dropped the ball this year not introducing a prep ambassador as Tableau has made a big push to make uh, Tableau prep a bigger part of their uh their portfolio to the point where now they have the analyst certification which requires tableau prep knowledge so i feel like you're dropping the ball here guys not having a prep ambassador and to that end i would say jared flores would have been an obvious choice but maybe he'll get nominated for something else i'm hoping so anyway uh with my with my own uh, personal politics aside the tableau ambassador program is a pretty big deal and i know for me it was incredibly important to me in my own personal data development journey i'm actually going to be talking about that uh, twice later this week at two different tableau user groups on thursday so this thursday june 30th is your last chance to hear my presentation which was formerly um zero to zen which is now visionary velocity at either the virtual healthcare user group or the Tableau analytics user group. I'm doing a double header presenting it twice and then I'm killing it off. It's gone like the McRib. So if you missed your chance, uh, sorry, it's out of here. But I digress back to Tableau ambassadors. So it's a really big honor for people as they're working really hard, especially uh, when they're earlier in their career to have sort of goals they can aim for. And obviously there's career progression goals where you can look and say, someday I'd like to be a manager. Someday I would like to be you know, a specialist or or various other positions. Honestly, it can be very wishy-washy between companies. Some places have to seem to have a very rigorous idea of what uh, titles are and others are sort of made up on the fly. Uh, But beyond that, having a community and having, you know, sort of these honors baked into it, give people something to shoot for. An ambassador is a really great honor because it it's you representing other people. It's other people sort of believing in you and thinking that, you know, you're you're being a good representative and not speaking for them, but that you're the kind of example that they would like to set. So it's a really big honor. And I know for me personally, 
between becoming a Tableau Zen master and now Tableau visionary and becoming a Tableau ambassador, the ambassador award actually meant a lot more to me. And, you know, don't take away my visionary title for saying that. But what I'm saying is I've never thought of myself as above or separate from everyone else. I definitely don't. There's so many people far more talented than me and far people that are maybe better suited to be uh, leaders from the front. I, I more lead from the middle. And I think that's why um, being becoming an ambassador was always a goal of mine. Becoming a Tableau's and master now visionary was never actually on the table for me because it felt so unattainable. It just felt so out of reach. I looked at the people who were making it. And I thought, you know, I don't think I'll ever be there. But I looked at ambassadors and I saw peers of mine who had sort of become elevated and reached that status. I'm like, yeah, like that's something I really believe in and I would really like to become a part of. So when I first became an ambassador, it was a really big deal to me. Like it really, um, it really lifted my spirits. It really motivated me to keep doing what I was doing and become more invested both in myself and the community and um, try to be more of that sort of leader from the middle that I was aspiring to be. And to that end, let me digress again. It is the summer, so it's summer movie season. And if you have not seen Top Gun Maverick in theaters, you're missing out on a real cinematic delight. Like, it's a movie that's meant in every way to be enjoyed in a cinema, on the biggest screen with the biggest sound, with other people around you. Uh, it's a spectacle, and it's not the smartest movie on earth, but that's okay because it doesn't need to be. It's it's a crowd pleaser. Um, but watching Top Gun Maverick, it made me think about a lot of things about both our profession as well as myself personally and just others and the opportunities that we have. So without spoiling too much about the movie, and if you'd like to read more about what I'm about to say, you can check out my substack, dataplusLove.substack.com plus spelled out, um, because I wrote an article about how we need data viz mavericks and less rock stars. And let me explain what I mean by that. For years, we've sort of used the expression in the Tableau community and beyond, like the, the data rock star. And it's a fun thing, and it looks great on t-shirts, and you know, you feel a little, you know, you feel a little bad, like you're getting away with something. Um, but at the end of the day, if you think about who rock stars are and what they represent, Rock stars represent a lot of ego, a lot of flash, and aren't great team players usually. I mean, sometimes they are. Sometimes you've got great bands that are super cohesive, but the rock star stands out. Like, they're singular. They're a presence, right? And as a result, sometimes they, you know, steal the show. Sometimes they flake out on the band because it's sort of about drawing attention to yourself. Watching Top Gun Maverick, I was thinking about sort of the character of Maverick, or I believe it's uh, like Pete Mitchell as his uh, real name is call sign is Maverick. And if you look at him as a character, um, and again, I'm going to have minimal spoilers here. You really can't spoil this movie. But by the time you get to this movie, like he has not progressed in his career. He's still a pilot. And by all accounts, he could be like an admiral. He could be a congressman. Like he could have really like taken advantage of his military service and progressed forward. And that's not to say that people shouldn't aspire to move ahead and become, you know, directors and senior vice presidents and all of that. But I'm looking at myself. I'm 40. I'm turning 41 within the next month. And I'm an individual contributor. And I actually happen to really enjoy that. Um, and I deliver high quality products. And I like doing that. I like surprising and delighting customers. Um, and other people, you know, go on more of a management path where they're managing teams or they're managing teams of teams and that sort of thing. And that's great, too. But watching Top Gun Maverick, I was sort of uh, taken by the character of Maverick. 
and how he becomes a leader without becoming a people leader. And let me explain what I mean by that. Let me also explain that this is in no way to denigrate anyone in a position of authority because obviously we need leaders because we need people to be able to delegate the work, to see the view from 10,000 feet, to state what the objectives are, to get people the training they need. If you think about Maverick strictly as a pilot, without leadership, he first never would have become a pilot in the first place, but he also never would have had the training he needed to become the best pilot. But within the context of Top Gun Maverick, there comes a situation where Maverick is put in place by a senior leader, and he is given this job to help complete what seems like an impossible task because he is one of the best at what he does. But his job isn't to do it himself. His job is to help craft a squad of others that can be mini Mavericks. Uh, and he's given a limited time to do this. And there are others within the situation that are sort of like a lower level manager that are, you know, sort of minor peers of Maverick, but above him in terms of command structure that don't see the vision. Like from their perspective, there is a less risky way of accomplishing this mission that might have a greater loss of human life, but at the same time has a higher percentage chance of getting done. And what I'm talking about, about the idea of a Maverick, and especially we think about the idea of a data viz Maverick, the Rockstar doesn't really create like apostles. They're not creating, you know, little thems. And I'm not saying like Zach wants to create little Zachs. I mean, I've worked with several people, both in my current position, as well as in other, you know, different companies that I've worked at who have had the opportunity to both be mentored by and be mentors to who are all individual contributors. And what they did was they took me under their wing or I took them under my wing and I taught them my tricks and I taught them this is why I do stuff this way. And not just the technical stuff, but like this is how I manage an account. This is how I talk to people. This is how I set up meetings and this is how I communicate. Just all the stuff that you need because honestly, apprenticeship is something that's been kind of lost uh, within civilization, you know? There are definitely certain career paths that have that, but they tend to be more stuff that's way more hands-on. I mean, to a degree, we see that still within data at places like the data school where you're signing on to essentially become an apprentice and be taught from the ground up, but most of us don't have that opportunity. So having Mavericks, people that are essentially sanctioned from the top to say like, hey, I'm giving you a certain degree of leeway here to work within our systems and as well as you know, exert your discernment as to when to sort of work outside of the systems. You know, there are definitely times when you have to ask permission. There's a clear case in the movie where Maverick doesn't follow the rules and he's called the carpet for it. And they, uh, you know, they're explaining to him why we don't want you to do that thing. And he says, yep, I agree. And he says, now here's a request asking for permission to do that thing and laying out his well-reasoned response as to here's why I think we do need to do that. So I'm not saying to, you know, be rogues and, you know, break or, you know, break uh, your boss's authority. What I'm saying is apprenticeship is something that we desperately need. And some companies, I'm very fortunate at JLL that we essentially have a team that their job is apprenticeship. They have a squad of individual contributors whose job is to work with other individual contributors and help, you know, supply them with the tools and uh, with the techniques that they need to succeed at their jobs. So, you know, finding that capacity in yourself and within others to lead from the middle, I think is something that we can definitely benefit from. And to that end, I was actually inspired and I created a data viz Maverick logo 
Um, just because I was so excited by the idea after writing this article and seeing the movie, like I love movies and I love when I can find some application in it to real life. And maybe I'm off here. And if I am, like, I want to hear about it. Like, I don't assume I know everything. But if you're sort of down with the data viz maverick thing, uh, go to my uh, Twitter at Zach Bowders and click on my Kaya link. I'm a uh, beta tester on Google's new storefront product called Kaya. So it now consolidates all of my links, my Tableau public, my blog on Substack, um, and uh, my t-shirts and swag. So if you're interested in that, go get a DataViz Maverick shirt. I'm ordering one. And I have also ordered a special batch of custom DataViz Maverick pins. And if you guys order a shirt and you send me a picture of you in the shirt, I will get you a pin. I will send the, uh, the custom pin your way. So not that I'm uh, just trying to do this uh, for the swag, because I mean, there's not a ton of money to be had in selling you know, t-shirts, uh, but I love making stuff. And that extends beyond data, so that it often extends to t-shirts and pins and all sorts of nonsense. So uh, thanks for bearing with me there. So uh, at this point, we're over a month out from Tableau Conference. And you know, there's been a lot of stuff going on in the news at Tableau, most particularly a couple of sort of key personnel departures, uh, both in terms of Jackie Yuri, Chief Marketing Officer, and then this past week, Andrew Beers, who is the Chief Technical Officer. So to that end, we've actually seen quite a few key personnel departures at Tableau over the year. And honestly, it's not like the most inspiring thing. And I say that coming off of Tableau conference, which I know many people had a trepidation about to a degree, um, but in, in fact turned out to be a pretty great conference given the relative size. And I think it's, I, I'm sort of like walking this razor's edge right now about how I feel in terms of optimism. So let me lay out sort of my optimistic and pessimistic thoughts and uh, you be the judge. I think in terms of a tool, Tableau is as great as ever. Now, we're not seeing as many cool new feature releases as we might have thought. We've seen you know, some of the stuff that was promised from the previous conference starting to come into effect. Um, but a lot of the stuff seems to be Salesforce integrations, which to most Tableau users, we're not actually Salesforce users. Um, so it doesn't actually ring as a feature that we care about. And I'm gonna use that to talk about marketing because I think up until very recently, one of the issues with Tableau is the way most of us experience it is we on two fronts. We experience it as a software tool that we use in our daily lives and also probably as something we're messing around with for fun online, which is how you're listening to this in the first place. But we also experience it through the marketing. And a lot of the marketing coming out of Tableau, which is really the marketing coming out of Salesforce, because especially with, you know, people like Jack Yuri leaving, it's more evident that, you know, a lot of it's sort of coming from top down from Salesforce to Tableau and not necessarily from Tableau up to Salesforce, which makes sense. They're a subsidiary now. So I think a lot more of those functions are becoming absorbed into Salesforce and essentially are just being managed by Salesforce at the highest corporate levels. I think there was sort of a misconception about what the data fam was to Salesforce, um, maybe after the purchase of Tableau and maybe as recently as the Tableau conference, but I'm starting to like sense that maybe they're figuring it out. So Salesforce is obviously really notable for trailblazers and the trailblazer program. And sort of just through my research and personal interactions and you know talking with both Salesforce personnel as well as my personal experiences, it seems like a lot of uh, Salesforce folks didn't necessarily understand what the data fam was and what Tableau's community is because Salesforce's community is obviously a top-down managed community where uh, the Trailblazer program is highly cultivated and rigorous and you know has different checkpoints and different titles and stuff like that. 
and uh, for lack of better terms, the the, <laughs> the tableau community is a little more rock and roll, um, not to go back to uh, rock stars. But obviously we have stuff like uh, tableau ambassadors uh, and tableau visionaries. But for the most part, there's not like a clear checklist of how you get to any of those. And there's also not a real internal tableau path to any of those things in fact most of the best tableau training things as well as community exercises are all grassroots if you think back to makeover monday or now uh back to viz basics which is kind of the new makeover monday if you think about uh gosh the tableau student guide if you think about any of the community exercises that you've been a part of they are community exercises not many of these are really spun up by tableau now tableau may promote them in like a weekly email or might retweet a viz that they saw that they liked but really it's a grassroots ground up enterprise which is really the opposite of how salesforce's community has operated so i think salesforce you know having their very rigorous way of the way community was managed bought you know tableau you know and kind of bought the data fam as a result and didn't necessarily understand that and even up to the point where you know we saw like rockstar astro which i know got some people up in arms like i think salesforce honestly had no idea that there would be any kind of strong reaction to a rockstar astro even with the fact that the sort of tableau sparkle logo was obscured on astro's shoulder like to salesforce they're trying to say hey like welcome to the fam you're part of the club and to the data family like, hey you're kind of erasing our unique identity like you're we have no relationship with astro at all like i i didn't even know like until you go on salesforce's website to look up uh you know the different characters i didn't know they all had names I didn't know they had pronouns. I definitely didn't know Astro was non-binary. So like, how would I know any of that? Like, um, and I guess with the sort of trailblazer culture, like that's way more like integrated into it. Like, whereas with the data fam, we don't have sort of characters and logos. We just actually have people that we know. So when we're celebrating stuff, we're not like apt to tweet out a picture of like Cody the bear. We're apt to tweet out a picture of like Chantilly Jagernoff and like, hey, look at the really cool thing that she did at this Data Plus Women event or something like that. So it's just two different, really, really different structures. And I think as Salesforce is integrating more of this in and they really want to listen, like, frankly, they want to understand what's going on here because they recognize it as a good thing and they want to make it work. But I think up until this point, maybe they had some misconceptions about the difference between the two communities. And I don't necessarily know how you marry the two communities either. Like, I don't know how you sort of wrap the data fam up uh, within Trailblazers because, the, like I said, the data fam is so grassroots. But Hopefully, um, you know, there's good news on the future on that front. Let me take a break here to uh, talk to you about uh, my buy me a coffee, ko-fi slash data plus love. Um, I do this for free, obviously. I never charge anything and I'm not going to put stuff behind a paywall or anything regarding the podcast. Um, but I appreciate the support that you guys give me. I have a couple monthly uh, subscribers who give me $3 a month. And that really helps. Like up until maybe six months ago, I was actually paying about $25 a month just to do the podcast. Like just the honor of podcasting costs you money. Now I'm actually on a different platform, which is anchored by Spotify. And I get like, you know, maybe like a dollar a podcast or something based on my number of listeners, which isn't much because we're a small community, but I really appreciate anything you guys want to throw that way, whether it's a one-time deal or, you know, whether you want to sign up to do monthly, um, no pressure, never going to beg, but I, I just appreciate the support and it helps me get stuff like better microphones and, you know, buying pins and swag to give away, which I, I really love to do. I probably sent like, gosh, $150 worth of swag to the last conference and I could even get to go to the conference, but I'm looking forward to the next one. Um, all indications are that, you know, we're going to be looking at something 
more like before with like vendor villages and stuff. So like back to a traditional size, but don't quote me on that because no one's told me anything official. So one more thing about the sort of Tableau Salesforce situation, and this may just be my perception. I could be entirely wrong because obviously my point of view is limited and I can only see things from where I am. But it has seemed for a while that Salesforce has been trying to sell Tableau users on Salesforce, which is reasonable. They're a big company. They've got a lot of products. They would like people to engage with a variety of stuff. I think the dilemma here is that most Tableau users aren't looking for Salesforce, don't need Salesforce, maybe don't even need a CRM in general. I think there's a lot of opportunity on the other end of the spectrum, however, to engage Salesforce users with Tableau. And hopefully we'll see some more of that coming up in the near future. We've got Dreamforce coming up in a couple months, um, which sounds really awesome and it might be really fun to go to, but who knows. Um, but I think, um, and this is just based again on my anecdotal experience. I remember I was at the Discovery Park of America in Union City, Tennessee, which sounds like the middle of nowhere, and it is. But the unique thing about Union City is it's like at the tri-corner of like four states. So you've got all these different states that sort of funnel to this one point because the uh, family that owns Kirkland's and all that um, was from Union City and invested a lot locally. So they actually put millions and millions of dollars in to build this really nice museum, which is like natural history and science and you know local history and stuff. It's a really fun place if you ever get to go. But I was there with my kids um one weekend because it's three hours away it's uh actually two hours it's a nice drive there and back and it wears the kids out in the car uh so i'm there and there's a really nice playground and i see a guy in a trailblazer hoodie i'm like oh cool you know uh because i was wearing like my data my data hoodie because i wear it all the time um so i go over to him and i say hey you know i see you're a trailblazer that's really cool i'm actually like a tableau visionary um and he just kind of looked at me like he had no idea what I was talking about. And I was kind of surprised because like, obviously Tableau is one of Salesforce's products. And I was expecting within the Trailblazer community for them to be more aware of like, you know, Salesforce's offerings. And I suppose within the Trailblazer program, Tableau isn't like actually a product of note. And I don't know um, whether that's, you know, coming or whether that's not necessarily part of how the Trailblazer program works. Because like I said, with Tableau and sort of adding prep to Tableau, that's like a different module, right? So, you know, if you're talking about Salesforce as a CRM, Tableau might not necessarily be something most people have contact with. But it kind of surprised me because Salesforce is like a multi-billion dollar company that owns everything and like sends executives to Davos and stuff. So the fact that like one of their key constituents, which is about 18 times larger than the data fam, doesn't even know it exists was kind of a shocker. And I'm not taking one person as like evidence of everything, but I would think as by the time you have a Trailblazer hoodie, you'd probably know. So... I was like, oh, that was kind of a, a surprise and a gut punch. But again, like I said, with the marketing and stuff, I do think they're listening and that they're trying to understand how this works. And they do want this to all work, but I don't know how. And I, I'm not the guy to offer solutions. I'm just the guy to offer observations. And I am rooting for everything to work because obviously Tableau has made a huge impact on my life personally. I've made a, a ton of really amazing friends. It's made a difference in my career. It's it's been a creative outlet for me. Like I've basically replaced pen and paper drawing and doodling on my iPad with making fizzes. And I'm sitting here doing a podcast right now, basically for free. Um, because all because I was inspired by this. And I think that's, that's really cool and really special. And I want it to work. You know, it's like, I was as scared as anyone when Salesforce took over much like people were concerned when uh, Disney took our Marvel, like, Oh, it's going to ruin everything. Well, it turned out it worked out pretty well. I mean, not that there haven't, you know, been problems. I mean, Eternals exists, but you know, it's, it's, 
things work out. So hopefully uh, things are going in the right direction. I just want to say, like, I hope you're having a good summer. I know stuff's chaotic. I know stuff's weird. Um, but just love on each other. Be good people. Like, look out for your neighbor. Like, you know, the smaller your world is, honestly, the easier it is to, to be happy. And uh, that's one of the things I'm learning this summer. So uh, thanks for listening to this very special episode of Data Plus Love. If you buy a DataViz Maverick shirt, I'll send you a pin. Um, you know, check out my AO-FI or check out my recent uh, Substack at datapluslove.substack.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back with more guests throughout the rest of the summer. Have a good day. Hey, thanks for sticking around to the end. I really appreciate you listening to the Data Plus Love podcast. If you'd like to see more about what we're up to with the show, go to anchor.fm slash data plus love. Just spell it out, not a literal plus sign. Here you'll be able to see our library of episodes as well as interact with them either through polls or comments or leave a voicemail message that I'll put on an episode. You can interact with me personally by joining me on Twitter. I'm at Zach Bowders, not hard to hunt down. And if you like what you're hearing, consider leaving a tip for us or signing up for a small monthly donation at our ko-fi.com slash data plus love. Buying a cup of coffee for the show is just $3, and you can get more if you choose, or sign up to give that $3 or more monthly. Either way, I really appreciate it. Lastly, if you'd like to see more of my public data viz work, check me out on Tableau Public. So go to public.tableau.com and search for Zach Bowders. I'm the only one you won't have trouble finding me. I promise. So thanks again for hanging on to the end of the show. I really appreciate all of your listens. And until next time, this has been Zach Bowders for the Data Plus Love Network.